The diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Robbie and Justin. Justin, we'll start with you. Devonte Smith is now a Philadelphia Eagle. Walk me through your reaction to that pick. Uh, you know what? I can't be any happier than I am right now. Um, he was one of the top three wide receivers that I liked. Um, I think it's a coin flip between him possibly being the best out of the three. Um, I'm extremely happy that we were able to get him, um, you know, a 10. It was great move by Howie all around. Right. Um, you could have said we were going to take him at six. Who knows where we exactly had him on the board, but to get another first rounder out of that and, uh, to pick him up down there, um, I'm extremely happy with it. And I'm as much crap as we give Howie, you got to give him quite a bit of credit for that one. A very, it feels like a very successful draft night overall for Howie, except of course, being left caught left hanging on camera when trying to dap up Tom Donahue, AKA gap gate or dap gate rather Robbie, uh, what did what did you think of the clip of, uh, you know, Howie Roseman reaching out, extending, not getting the full dap back from Tom Donahue, the scout. It, clearly Tom was pissed about the fourth round pick there. Well, first of all, Sean, before we go there, are we sure we actually took Devonte Smith? Because I thought we took Mika Parsons. Yes, um, you're according you're also- to the live, uh, the live uh, telecast of, on your podcast. Uh, I called in live for the Eagles draft and whoever that was on there was like, we got Mika Parsons. And I'm like, no, uh, no. Twitter clearly says Devonte Smith. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was my cousin, Rob, which in hindsight was kind of confusing because Cousin Rob and and uh, Robbie from the Dire Eagles podcast going back and forth, and yeah, he goes, "Yep, we got Mika Parsons." I'm on air spinning about how oh he didn't want that skinny wide receiver, yeah. You know, hey, great great move. I like the physical defense guy, <laughs> and then of course it comes out. Oh no, oh shit! It actually was Devonta Smith. So I got to be like, you know, size doesn't matter. That guy can just get open. It was it was a wild ride there, Robbie. I I think I would have been. Happy with Mika Parsons, but when the dust settled, I am Devonta Smith. The guy just gets open. But co- getting back to the dap gate, what was it? What was your reaction, Robbie, when you saw that? Yeah, I, 
you know, I'll be honest. I think this is such a non-issue and this is just the media looking to make something out of nothing. I mean, look, obviously all these guys have their own draft boards. They build consensuses, but one guy may like one guy over another. Um, and he was, he, you know, he was reacting in the heat of the moment. Now, look, he was stupid. He should have realized there was a camera on and him justifying it with his statement that, Oh, that's ridiculous. I didn't even know there was a camera. Well, that's why it's a real reaction. Cause you didn't know there was a camera there, but you know, you gotta be a little smarter than that. Cause you know, it's going to get blown out of proportion. But at the end of the day, I think it's a non-issue. I, I looked a bit at both picks. Apparently at least the spin they're putting out is they both wanted defensive tackles. The one he wanted got taken because of the trade that we made to move back, whatever it was, three spots. Um, it looks like, you know, some have, you know, I I've seen drafts that have one guy higher than the other. They're relatively comparable. I think I saw that the guy we ultimately took may have an, a, a potentially higher upside in terms of physical traits. Um, so who knows, you know, at, at that point in the draft, to me, it's somewhat of a crapshoot. Um, but I think the whole thing with Tom Donahue is, is such a non-issue and we need to move past it. Yeah. I mean, Tom Donahue was kind of acting like a baby. Also, it was really funny how his reaction to not getting the full dap back is like, come on. What, what, come on, man. Why aren't you giving me that dap? Justin? I, I, I mean, Justin, are you on board here? It seems like this is only a story because of all these articles that came out about them, you know, being dysfunctional right before the draft. I think if this happens in, in 2018 or even 2019, basically any other year, the, this isn't even a, a story. It's a non-issue. I mean, uh, Rob just said it. It's nothing to worry about. I mean, it, please, I would expect a lot worse actually in a, in a room like that with a bunch of guys trying to make picks with different departments. You got scouting and analytics in there. They're obviously not always going to agree. It doesn't matter what team they're working for. Um, and in this case, whatever. He didn't give a dap right away or he gave a, a sad dap, I guess you could say. <laughs> it was like it was annoyed, whatever. And for the record, did, did you guys see the video they also released of Gannon going crazy, all fired up? It's like we had to spin this that no, no, our defensive coordinator was so excited. I know. Uh, I, was, I was talking to Robbie, Robbie today, and I go, you know, they're really making it worse by putting out another video where this guy that is pissed off is clearly cropped out of it. Just move on. Instead, they're like, no, look, people were happy. It's like, yeah, well, we'd hope some of the people sit him draft. It's typical Eagles PR. We got to like yeah. make sure we like bandage everything up they're, properly. They are, they it's are, like, come on, guys, just move on. It's football. All right, I'm going to run through the the draft class real quick. Devonta Smith, receiver, Alabama, Landon Dickerson, center, Alabama, Milton Williams, of course, the aforementioned uh, Dapgate defensive tackle, Louisiana Tech, Zach, aka Zach McPherson, cornerback, Texas Tech, Kenny Gainwell, uh, running back out of Memphis, Marlon Tupelotu, defensive tackle, USC, Teron Jackson, defensive end, Coastal Carolina, Jacoby Stevens, linebacker, LSU, Patrick Johnson, linebacker, Tulane. Justin, obviously I think Eagles fans, you're most excited about Devonta Smith there, but who outside of Smith are you most excited to uh, have on this Eagles roster? So man, I'm, I'm so mixed here. I don't want to go with the sexy pick who I think is probably Gainwell. Um, I think in this case, I, 
I like the Dickerson pick. I know people are up in arms about the injuries. They're really worried about it, but you know, with Kelsey most likely leaving at the end of the season, I think we need a solid guy to fill in. If he could stay healthy. I mean, you got a guy there who can easily fill that position, get things going for us, you know, especially with, with Hertz behind center there. Yeah. Um, and as soon as our, our medical and training staff gets to him, I mean, we got a pretty of offensive line injuries and yeah, not, that's see this going wrong at all. I got a little bit of a, that's why I have a little bit of a backup. Um, I, I kind of like Jacoby uh, Stevens as a little bit of a sleeper there in the sixth round. Um, a guy who, can play safety and linebacker. The only issue is, you know, he's not quite fast enough to be a safety. He puts on a little bit of weight to be a linebacker. He gets a little slower. Maybe he can be, you know, a little bit slender linebacker and fill the gaps for us, but the guy can tackle. He can come up with interceptions. I mean, if you want to put him out there, maybe he could cover some tight ends for us, do some work that way. Um, but I, I think he could be a little bit of a low pick sleeper there for us. Yeah, and coming out of the SEC, of course, uh, Howie was getting a ton of, and the Eagles in general, ton of shit for not drafting uh, out of the L, uh, out of SEC, with the exception of Florida, and not drafting an Alabama player for uh, decades on end, and then they go Alabama in the first two rounds. Robbie, besides uh, besides Slim Reaper, who is your who's your favorite draft pick uh, on the Eagles board? You know, it's so tough to say, obviously, um, you know, Dickerson, I, I, I like the idea of building the O line. I think offensive line is such a key uh, to making everything else work, but we've been so burned by injuries. You know, we're coming off the Sydney Jones, second round pick and uh, you know, we know how that it, worked that, off. So, so much Cindy, Cindy I, Jones vibes. I, I would say, and, and I'm, I'm skeptical on the Dickerson pick again, obviously because of the injuries. I think one pick that they have uh, going for them is the Josh Sweat pick, where a guy came in with an injury True. on the line and has actually been a nice steal for them. Yeah, I agree. And look, I'm pulling for Dickerson, and and I think he could ultimately be one of our favorites because everything I've heard about him is he's a great dude, he's a good leader, he's he's got the physical traits. It's just can he stay healthy? So you know, with that. I, I still kind of wish we had gone corner at number two instead of offensive line, but I can't fault going offensive line. So I am going with the Gainwell pick. Uh, everything I have heard about this guy sounds like, you know, he he could be an exciting player. He, he's, I, I saw multiple people have him as the best uh, pass catching back in the draft, which is fantastic, especially. I think the way Sirianni's going to run the offense, maybe do him and Miles in there at the same time. You know, I heard someone else comparing him to to that he could be kind of used almost like an Alvin Kamara. Not saying he necessarily had the same you know elite skill set, but um, he certainly had some potential. So I think he was really a steal for us in the fifth round. I think he's a, an immediate upgrade over our some uh, other guys, and certainly running back is an area where we need some depth. I, I'd still like to see us have a bigger back, uh, kind of a change of pace back at some point. Uh, but I think this Gainwell was a really good pick. Yeah, I mean, I think they said the comparison with Kamara because they can they think they can line him up as a receiver, maybe put him in the slot there. And yeah, I was hearing great stuff about him as well. And it seems like Memphis is is kind of turning into a factory 
of running backs that are really good at pass catchers. I mean, Antonio Gibson, similar uh, story. Now he's on the Redskins, but uh, yeah, great pass catching back out of Memphis. And by all accounts, Kenny Gainwell, the Washington football team, Sean. So Sorry, I didn't mean to drop an R bomb uh, in front of you there, Justin. Now. Kenny Gainwell, they said by all accounts would have been first or second round decide to opt out, which I've been making fun of players for opting out and calling them soft. However, Justin brought up a good point <laughs> that at the running back position. Don't you want a guy with less miles, less, uh, less tread there. And and that's certainly a good point. I like the Gainwell pick a lot. I, I think he's going to help uh, takes a little pressure off of uh, miles Sanders pass catching role. I'm going to go with uh, Zach McPherson. And apparently that's how he pronounces it. In spite of his, uh, in spite of spelling it Z E C H, I guess it's short for uh, Zachariah again, still trying to wrap my head around it. Now <laughs> he uh, he's a guy that there's, there's up and down reports on him. You know, I think Daniel Jeremiah had him like 80th uh, overall in his big board. Some people didn't even have him in the top 200. He's kind of all over the place. The pros for him are that he's a, uh, he he's really good in like off coverage zone style schemes like cover four, which it sounds like we're going to be playing. And if you watch his highlights, all his highlights are just coming up with like random fumbles, blocking kicks for touchdowns, taking interceptions to the house. Like he, he has a nose for turning the ball over. And that was really one thing that was so frustrating about the Jim Johnson experience besides his picket fence defense, which would just not give up first downs on third and 18, but would give up like 17 yards of field position, the lack of turnovers. And he would just, he would fight people apparently in the building saying there's like nothing you can do to coach up turnovers in spite of, in spite of the fact that like clearly some teams figure out ways to create turnovers by disguising their schemes and doing other stuff, which he just refused to do. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to possibly, and there's a there's a chance he's our second cornerback, uh, which is maybe a little scary at the fourth round. But again, Jonathan Gannon, former defensive back, now he's the D, D coordinator. It, it you know maybe they can get the most out of him. Justin, flipping flipping the script here, going negative. What what's your least favorite pick on the board? You know, just for where we picked him. Um, I'd say Milton Williams. I, I, just going with another D tackle there. And Rob kind of brought it up um, with possibly going for a corner in the second round. I wouldn't have been against that there. Um, I do have an issue though, at least not trying in the third and then wait until the fourth. Um, you could have gotten a guy, you know, in the top hundred there easily with the 73rd pick. Um, but we ended up waiting and it just seemed like a typical how we pick once again, go for the defensive end or the defensive tackle and uh, just keep trying to stack that, that D line. And I understand that, you know, his argument is, is that's the way we won championship, the championship in 2017. Uh, but pretty, I, pretty I just think there were by, uh, other yeah. ways we could have gone about it. What's that? That was a pretty boss quote. He's like, that's how we won a championship in 2017, building through the defensive line. That's how we're going to win our next championship. I'm going to say my least favorite pick is the Dickerson pick again. I mean, you know, I, I see the upside, but, and he seems like a really fun guy and a great locker room guy, but our, just our injury history is so bad. I'm o- I'm even okay with going guard that early or guard center, whatever he ends up being. I'm, I'm fine with that. The, to me, it's just like, find a guy without this crazy ass injury history. 
I mean, hopefully I'm wrong, but I mean that one just Sean though. Um, yeah. As a ga- as a fellow gambler though, don't you like the idea of like you know we just keep getting these injuries and these injuries and these injuries. Eventually, you just keep doubling down enough. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna hit it big, and hopefully this is it. Maybe that's that just is, that is the gambler in me. That is how I play blackjack. Where if I just keep losing hand after hand, if I keep doubling up what I'm betting, eventually I'll hit and win it all back. I don't know if that that works for offensive line injuries. Knock on wood. Hopefully that's that's the case. Uh, Robbie, what's your what's your least favorite pick? Yeah, you know I'm with you, Sean. Uh, first of all, I, I eliminate for this category anyone really past the fourth round because I think anyone past the fourth round is really a you know you're you're taking a flyer somewhat. You know you hope you see something you like a trait and, and they could develop into something, but it's impossible to really evaluate that now. So um, I, I just think, again, I like the idea of Dickerson. I like the idea of offensive line. I just think we can't risk someone who's injury prone. And I think there were other picks that we could have prioritized again, like CB. I mean, you know, the scary thing is Dickerson has now torn both ACLs has injuries to both his ankles. Um, you know, as an offensive lineman, is he even going to be the same when he comes back? You know, I, I don't know. I hope so. Um, you know, I know once an ACL is repaired, it's supposed to be stronger and less likely to tear it. Your, your odds actually increase to tear the other one, but he's already done that as well. Um, so I don't know. I'm pulling for the kid. He, again, I think he, he sounds like a hell of a player when he's, when he's healthy. I'm just, I'm, I'm nervous. And I think we need someone in there that's dependable especially at a position on the team where we've suffered so greatly last year. Uh, we just need someone that we know we can plug and play and who's going to be in there for the, for the year. Totally, totally agree, Rob. And he's number 69. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta root for a guy who's got that <laughs> number 69 on there. Justin, you were talking about uh, rolling the dice, playing some blackjack. You know, you can do that with the win bet app. And if you go to winbet.com, W Y N N bet.com, download the app today. You can get a $500 risk-free sports bet terms and conditions apply. Justin, we've spent uh, many a night hanging out in Las Vegas, getting down in the sports book, but now you can get that win Las Vegas experience in the palm of your hands. Thanks to the win betting at W Y N N bet.com. Download the app today. All right. Final draft grade. I'll, I'll keep it simple. B plus again, the, the, the Dickerson is m- the biggest beef felt like they rolled the dice a little too much there, but again, I mean the Devonta Smith maneuvering to move up and snag it right in front of the giants was uh was pretty awesome. And uh, they definitely reached with uh, Kadarius Tony. So B plus for Howie. Don't want to give him the A. Want him, want him to, you know, keep working. And and really, it does seem like they didn't reach any, uh, at, at least major. And and they, by all accounts, they they stuck true to their board. So, got to trust the process here a little bit. I, I'm giving them a B plus. Justin, you're an expert grader. What are you What are you giving these guys? <laughs> I'm just gonna give them a solid B. Um, I like the moves for Devonta. I don't disagree with you guys. I like the the Dickerson pick because. You should be able to hopefully plug and play him, um, but he is injury prone at this point. You can easily say that about him. Uh, I don't mind the Milton pick, and it's not my favorite though either. And even uh, Zach there, um, he seems to be decent, a good fourth round pick. Don't get me wrong, but I just wish we could have gotten you know a CB higher up. So I'm going to go with a, a solid B for this one, Robbie. What do you, what I'm actually giving them. Uh, I'm I'm going to be optimist, Rob. Today I'm going to give him an A minus, and yeah, I'm really basing that Whoa. solely on the fact that 
he was able to accurately predict clearly that both chase and Pitts would be gone by six. He traded with the dolphins to 12, got a first round pick and still got Devonte Smith at 10, only giving up another third round pick. So I, I mean, I got to I got to give it to him. I mean, that was, it was some great maneuvering. I mean, think about this. We could go in next year now with three first round picks. I mean, talk about the ability to to fill some holes or trade up and get someone truly elite. I mean, it, 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 it could really set us up for the future, especially if hurts hits and has a good year. Yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. And if you look at like the draft capital projected for next year, where uh, I, I think we're, if not the highest, maybe two or three, and it, it's really the best draft to have all that draft capital because next year is supposedly going to almost be like a double draft because this year there was like a record low number of people eligible for the draft or coming out for the draft. A lot of because uh, of the COVID rules and whatever was going on, a lot of guys got the extra year of eligibility and just decided to stay in the draft. Um, you're gonna have a full season of college football to evaluate these guys. So ideally, I don't know if that necessarily helps the Eagles, but uh, I mean, certainly the player pool should be stronger next year to draw from. And uh, I don't even think we hit on it, but we snagged a extra fifth rounder from the Washington football team. So again, we're, we're loaded to the gills with some draft capital prime for next year. Hopefully we're just filling other stuff and, and don't have to use it on a quarterback. But if we do, uh, we have, the, we have the, uh, we have the guns to do it. All right. We, we, we mentioned the Devonta Smith, but let's talk about him. Let's slim Reaper. I'm really, I'm really hyping myself up watching the highlights of him just getting open against everyone. Maybe he'll struggle against uh, press coverage. What do we think he's actually going to do? Rookie year projections on his catches, yards, and touchdowns. For reference, Justin Jefferson, who probably would have been in the mix for rookie of the year if it wasn't for Herbert uh, coming out of nowhere and just and just balling out. But I, I think he, Justin Jefferson, set a number of like all-time rookie receiving records: eighty-eight catches, fourteen hundred yards. Seven touchdowns. In comparison, Jalen Rager, uh, thirty-one catches, three hundred ninety-six yards, one touchdown. I mean, that is that is fucking insane. That, that Jefferson had over a thousand more yards receiving, considering they both played the entire season. It, it, except, I will say, Sean, I'm convinced. If you if we would have taken Jefferson and put him in our offense last year, he has fifty percent of those stats at best. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, when between the play calling, Wentz's shitty negative attitude and his shitty uh negative play, I, I don't think he gets to any of these numbers. Not that Kirk Cousins is a god, but uh, they played in a dome and their and their system was uh much better. So Robbie, let's uh let's just get some projections. Throw something on the wall. What do you think catches yards touchdowns? For the rookie year for Devontae Smith. Yeah, I want to be clear. I, I think the receivers are going to take a massive stride this year. I, I think the new system is going to benefit everyone. I think you're going to see more getting the ball to guys in space, not these slow developing routes, um, slants, crossing routes. So uh, I'm predicting Smith, uh, 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 I'm, I think he's going to have a good year. I'm not going to predict he's going to go crazy, partly because I don't want to jinx it. So I'm going to say he has 65 catches. Uh, 700 yards, and I'm going to say five TDs. Okay. Justin, what do you got for Devonta Smith rookie year? 
So I, I looked a little bit into this. I mean, you had 18 players last year that had over a thousand yards. Um, CD lamb, actually, I was trying to, yeah, I feel like that's a decent comp considering, you know, Justin Jefferson was kind of out of, out of his mind last year. Right. Yeah. So CD actually ended up with 74 receptions, 935 yards and five TDs. Oh, okay. I think that's kind of a solid baseline to go off of considering that. So I don't think it's too much to ask Devonta to get to, 70 receptions. I was going to say a thousand yards. I feel like that's a little greedy. I'm going to say 900 yards and I'd like to see at least seven TDs from him. Yeah. I, I think he, I think the catches won't be an issue. Cause I think they're really going to figure out ways to get him the ball. I'm going to say 85 catches. I'm going to say 950 yards and I'm going to say seven touchdowns. I'm looking at uh I'm looking at uh Deshaun Jackson's rookie year. 62 catches, 912 yards, two touchdowns. Uh he also had a rushing touchdown and he may have had a uh may have had a return touchdown in there as well. So I, I, a lot of people are comparing him to Deshaun because of the size, but really Deshaun was probably a little bit faster overall at least um I don't know, a little burst, but I think DeVonta Smith is a much better route runner. And I think that's kind of, kind of where he separates him. All right. We got a couple more things to talk about hit on the roster. I mean, we talk a little hurts Sirianni Jalen hurts is just dominating as far as the social media workout scene of like, uh, I mean, every day it's just a new photo of him working out with the guys, different group of guys, Justin, how refreshing is this to see uh, hurts putting in the work? I mean, it's refreshing, but wouldn't you rather see him with like a nice buck or like some pigeons, you know, <laughs> out hunting with the boys? Oh, wait, no, <laughs> shit, he's our quarterback. He should be slinging the rock. Come on. I, this is like uh, football porn right now, this time of year. It's really great is. to see. It's like everything I wanted from Wentz this whole entire time. And I mean, it's, it's slow right now. I mean, the draft just ended. Just show me him throwing some bombs to anybody, and I'm going to be happy until, you know, uh, preseason starts right now. Robbie, you on board? Are you are? Do you think Dude. it's a little phony, or you it feels genuine? No, I love it, and, and I love that he's putting it out there. I mean, look, obviously he's putting it out there as part of PR, but it doesn't stop the fact that he's actually doing this. And I, I, I feel I've never gone into a season wanting a guy to succeed so bad. I mean, he's doing everything right. His mentality, he just he just seems to have that winner mentality that he can that you know he's going to be able to elevate guys around him and. You know, we'll see if he can do that with his actual quarterback play, but it's it sure seems like he has the attitude and he's doing everything right. Totally agree. Yeah, like you're rooting for the guy, and again, maybe he's putting it on for show. But even the fact that he knows he should be putting it on for show, for me, it shows he know he's reading the room. He knows the Eagles fans want to see a guy working in the off season. I I, I totally love it. I think that's part of the thing, Sean, is uh, that Wentz never understood, and I hate to bring it to Wentz, yeah, but uh, like he just he couldn't read the room, he couldn't read the city. It's like we just want to see some heart. Like obviously we want wins, but we also want to see some heart, and that's just something he never really gave us. And Hertz is doing all that. He's, he's, I, I will say though, we got to get Devonta Smith with him. I saw a report today that Devonta Smith was working out with Aguilar, which is like probably that. you know uh, he, he needs to get over there with Hertz and the other guys. I, I don't know what he's doing over there. I agree, Rob. I'm, I definitely agree with that. 
Unlike Aguilar. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little Sirianni, maybe get into some roster stuff. But uh, before we get to that, I want to do a quick shout out to Roman. You know, even even the best GMs they come up a little short. I mean, look at Howie Roseman. Sure, he's wheeling and dealing, but he came up a little short when he was trying to get that dap from uh, Tom Donahue. And and again, coming up short, it's not a big deal. But if you're coming up short in the bedroom. I, uh, you know, could be a big deal. Maybe it's bothering you. If it's not bothering you, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't listen. You can fast forward through this ad, but if it, you are coming up short and it is bothering you, all you got to do is go to getroman.com slash SGP, get a free online evalu- evaluation from a licensed healthcare professional. Can't stress that enough. That's what you want to do. If you're dealing with ED, go to a licensed healthcare professional, no, uh, no backyard, uh, you know, evaluations for you. Head uh, head over to getroman.com slash SGP, get that online visit and uh, take care of ED without leaving home. Getroman.com slash SGP, $15 off your first month, the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash SGP. Okay, what do we, Sirianni, that guy, energy off the charts. There was a story today, came out, he didn't drink coffee. That was kind of terrifying. I, I'm a huge caffeine guy. <laughs> Rob, what do you put down caffeine wise a day? Uh, I'd say two to three cups of coffee a day. I, I usually fill a big bug in the morning and at least drink that. And sometimes in the afternoon or, or I I'll switch over to like a Coke zero. I'm a, as you know, I'm a soda fiend. <laughs> All right, you're a diehard soda fiend. They might be genetic. Yeah. I I'm a, I mean, I, I have a cup when I get going in the morning and then I, I definitely two o'clock post lunch have a nice, you know, Decent sized iced coffee for the afternoon. Justin, where are you at? What's your what's your caffeine consumption? I'm a morning coffee guy. I usually have at least two cups and then I'm good to go. But I need it daily. Yeah, come on. I mean, the fact that Suriati is supposedly all this energy is just from his workout routine and his diet. I'll be honest, it's a little scary. But <laughs> I, I don't know. What's your what's your overall take? I was talking to Rob today and I, and I, I forget what podcast might've been on the uh, go birds podcast or whatever. They were, they were mentioning the point of, you know, uh, Sirianni's getting some flag for overall, how he's handling these press conferences. And, you know, is he, is this going to be annoying to uh, you know, it's probably annoying his girlfriend and or wife, but is it going to be annoying to the players? And I, I think worth noting is that Chip Kelly, when he came to the NFL, he'd never been in an NFL locker room. Like he didn't know how to deal with NFL players, didn't know how to deal with a lot of people, obviously. But Sirianni, I, I mean, you know, looking at his background, he basically graduated college and was in an NFL locker room from now until this opportunity. So you imagine he's got to know how to carry himself. And everywhere he's gone, you look at their offenses, the position groups, like they've been successful. So I, I don't know. Are, are you think? People are giving him too much shit at this point, Justin. I mean, it's the Philly media and the media alone. I mean, it's just the NFL and the way it's designed. Um, you're always going to get shit as a coach, regardless. So, um, if they want to harp about, you know, his energy or the fact that he doesn't give good press conferences, I really don't care. Um, I think, at least from what I've seen, when you get him talking about the game itself and yeah. the positions themselves, he gets excited. 
And I appreciate that. It's, you can get him talking about that. And he's uh, pretty articulate when it comes to those things. Now, when it comes to, you know, the media messages and stuff like that and trying to be savvy, I mean, he's, the stutter starts to kick in and he's not so fluid. So all I really care about is, is he an X's and O's guy? Can he coach? And will that um, develop and show up on the field? As soon as we start winning, all that goes to bed. So I can't wait for this season to start. Well, go to bed. You got, you got Rob uh, thinking about thinking about crashing out here, Robbie, you're staying up late on the East coast. We're doing this in three completely different time zones, all three hours apart. Are you, are you going to take a, a take steal any of uh Sirianni's energy tips moving forward? Dude, I, 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 I'm all in on the guy. I, I'm telling you when I listen to him talk, like Justin said, he comes across as a guy who just generally loves and obsessed with football. And I think at the end of the day, when you have a guy like that, he's going to work his tail off. And, and that goes such a long way. The press conferences, I don't care. Um, he's going to get better with the media. Philly clearly is not a good place to start getting practice with the media. Uh, we're probably as brutal as anywhere. But the most important thing is is he going to be able to put together schemes and are the players going to like him? And from all the players you hear that have, worked with him previously. I've only heard good things. So you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I love his enthusiasm. Love his enthusiasm. He brings the enthusiasm. When you're talking press coverage, you got to get a guy. That's our job. Get him off of press coverage. We're going to find him. I mean, how, how do you not like the guy? The guy just loves football. All right. We're going to be talking about plenty of time to get into the roster. As we get through this off season schedule release, we got to do a show on the schedule release, plan out that uh, the trip out to Las Vegas. But I think before we go, we'll just hit on just the starting receivers right now. Devonta Smith, he kind of uh, shapes. You know, obviously he's going to be a starter. He's going to be out there. It feels like Rager is going to be the other one of the other starters. But who do you think is going to be in that slot position? Greg Ward could be on the outside looking in. I wouldn't be surprised if the three receivers they they trot out and maybe they even move Rager to slot if it's Rager, Fulgham, and Devonte Smith. Justin, what do you what do you think? I know we're pretty far out. Who would you predict the three starting receivers are going to be come opening day? Well, we are far out, so I wonder um, how healthy Fulgham will be by then with uh, his ankle and they, whatnot. They but um, a, they say it shouldn't be a big deal, but yeah, who knows? Maybe he's but, behind. Uh, but regardless of that, I would, I'd be more comfortable. I think with Ward to start in the slot right now, I think he's just proven that he can be a solid guy in there. Um, is he just plays the position really well. Fulgham, uh, he showed some flashes or more than some flashes last season. And uh, I'm hundred percent behind him, but uh, I'd like to see, I, I'd be more confident actually, I think with Ward in the slot right now. Yeah. I mean, Greg Ward, all he does is get open and catch the ball. He's not, he's not dy dynamic by any means, but the guy is super reliable. Uh, I, I think you, I think that makes sense, especially with a young quarterback, give him an easy target like G money, Greg Warden. And, and you know, he, I guess he has experience with Fulgham and, and Rager. So you could make a case for either. I, I, I just got to think Fulgham. I mean, that four game sample he had, he was really good. Like I, I just imagine there's gotta be something there that they aren't tapping into. And hopefully Sirianni can bring that out of them. Robbie, who do you, who do you think they end up locking in first three starting receivers? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be Smith Rager. And if I was betting on it, I'd say ward, but I, I, I do think wards time may be running a, 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 you know, 
running out here. I, I, I think he is poised to be replaced with someone who's a little bit more of an elite playmaker, elite quickness. So while he may start, I, I do think ultimately he's going to be replaced. And I think the one thing we have to keep in mind is Sirianni's made it pretty clear that he's going to be shifting guys all over the field, playing different positions. So it's not going to be like, you know, uh, Smith is always the Y Rager's the X or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but, but I'm going to tell you this, I think a name to, to watch out for in the receivers this year is high tower. I, I think um, he's got to catch the ball better, obviously, but when you watched him last year, he maybe generated the best separation of any of our receivers on some of his routes. I mean, he had a few routes where he was just legit wide open. Uh, and you know, with Sariani specializing in receivers, you know, maybe he'll grow a little, I, I'm not saying he's going to be a starter, but I think he could be a great, uh, you know, change of pace guy or, or, or someone else to step in. All right. Love it. Thank you guys for tuning in to the diehard Eagles podcast. Make sure you find us on Spotify, Apple podcast, subscribe, drop a rating, drop a review. We'll be back talking uh, Eagles post schedule release. For the diehard Eagles, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green. For Robbie, for Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.